0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Enjoy the Book of Life. We're here with Andrew Harmon on a very interesting topic. And Andrew, you've got a pretty cool connection to this one. Talking about, let, let's jump into talking about Harmon Games. Uh, what is it? How did it all get started? Uh, and what, what's available? What is Harmon Games?
1: Yeah, so I, I've always enjoyed designing games ever since I was about six years old. And Harmon Games got started, which, spoiler alert, I'm Andrew Harmon. So Harmon Games is just because my last name is Harmon. But I started Harmon Games because I had a game I wanted, wanted to create and I enjoyed it, applying it. So I thought, well, maybe other people would enjoy it too. And uh, so Harmon Games started when I published my first game, which was Portals and Profits. And that was in 2018. And that was a game that was inspired after going to Israel and seeing kind of the geography of Israel and Mm. thinking about, I kind of pictured a game where the board was a map of Israel. You're traveling around trying to witness different biblical events. And so as you play, you don't have to know anything about the geography to play, but you kind of pick up on like, oh, I have to go to Hebron or I have to go to Jezreel to play this event card because I'm trying to like witness these different events. And so you kind of like, you you start to learn these locations and these events when they happen. That's the other aspect of the game is you have to be at the loca- correct location, but also at the correct time in history. Yeah. So you're learning a little bit about the – the history of these events, like the ordering of when they occurred and also where they happened. And so that um, kind of learning through like hardly feeling like you're learning uh, kind of appealed to me. And I thought, I think a lot of other people would enjoy uh, playing this game with their friends and maybe whether it's church setting or not. I mean, you can honestly, you wouldn't even have to be a Christian to enjoy the game.
0: You wouldn't have to think yeah.
1: about the Bible to to play the game, you know? And
0: just that, I, I think I I like that component to it, where you're saying it's not. It, it's still a game. A game it involves strategy. It's it's fun. You know, a whole group of you trying to win, right? It's competitive, um, right? But this underlying, you you it, you might not even notice you start to know where Hebron is after the third time playing the game. You don't have to search the map. You know where Hebron is. And you know where, you know, Bethany or Jerusalem or Caesarea by the sea. You start to get a feel for it as you play it, which I think is a, a good yeah. component.
1: Yeah, and I will say after after creating creating the game, I knew the geography of Israel way better than when I started (laughs) creating the game. (laughs) Like now I can like picture exactly where all these places are on the map, you know? Yeah. Uh, So, so, yeah. So that was the first game and I kind of uh, been designing games off and on, but as far as uh, publishing games, I just published my second game, which was called King of Glory, the card game. And it's Mm -hmm. based off of the book King of Glory which was written by Paul Bramson. And I worked with Paul Bramson for several years, uh, turning the book into a film. And so I, I'm pretty closely connected with that project. And I was just talking with Paul, I guess it was maybe a year ago. And he's like, have you ever thought about making a, a game for this? And I, I had thought about it, but not like deeply. Not to the point where I actually was gonna actually try to make this a reality. But then after that, I thought about it a lot more. It's like, you know what? I think I could. And I knew that for this game, I wanted it to target the same demographic that the book does, which is really all ages. Cause yeah. the book really, I mean a five-year-old can enjoy it or a 95-year-old, it's yeah. it's very accessible to a large age range. So I'm like, I feel like that the same people that like the book should be able to play the game.
0: Right, so, yeah.
1: The the game actually doesn't have any words in it that you would have. So someone could actually play it, even if they couldn't read, which makes it language independent.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because King of Glory, that's one of the big pushes with King of Glory. It's translated into so many different languages. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah. So
1: on the cards, there's symbols. So each card is uh, an image that's in the book. So it kind of connects with a different chapter in the book, but on the cards are, I call them in the game, it's called connections. And so each card has a matching card to it. And that has a, the same symbol on it, the same connection. Uh-huh. And so it's like a thematic connection between the two cards and it's a connection that's made in the book. So okay. for example, on um, a card where it talks about, it's a picture of Adam reaching out to a uh, thorn bush. And then it connects with the card where uh, Jesus is crowned with thorns. And so the connection in the book is that um, Christ took on the curse, you know. Yeah. And the thorns were part of that curse. Yeah. So even though there's no words in the game, if someone wanted to, they could use it as a springboard. I was like, talk about what are the connections between these cards. Right, right. But you could also just play the game, you know. so. So that, anyway, that's the that's the most recent one. And then there's one that I've been working on for a while. And it's a little bit of a more complicated gamer type game, but it's yep. called Parable Kingdom. And that one is based on, off of Jesus' parables. You actually are playing as one of the stewards that's been given talents. okay. And your job is to, the king's gone away and he's coming back at some point. And if you have done the best job stewarding your talents uh at the end of the game, then you win okay. but to during the game you're traveling around this board which is called parable kingdom and so each location is connected with a different parable okay and so, so it's another one of those things where it's not necessarily an um it's it's not like there's a ton of text and in the, in the rule book there will be like a section where you can it can talk about each of the different locations and why why does what you do in the game connect with the parable?
0: Okay. So okay. for
1: example, there, there's a location that's the vineyard, and the people that everyone gets paid the same amount of talents if you go there, but the people that come later get shown more favor. Okay. So yeah, so you get more favor when you come later on. So yeah. and of course people are like, Well, that doesn't seem fair. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's like, well, you know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the point, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, yep.
1: yeah. But there's all kinds of stuff like that in the game. There's like, you can take the seat of honor, but if at, at the end of the right. game, someone else has more reputation than you do. You have to give up the seat of honor and okay. uh, you take a penalty. Yeah. So, good, good. Stuff like that, you know? A lot, it's a lot of Easter eggs, I guess, Yeah. That is the way I would explain it.
0: Go ahead. I Well, I like in each of those, you, you've got the connections. It ties with the game, the content of the game. But in all of them, e- even in Portals and Prophets, where it's linked with the geography, you've allowed it, because it's so intricately connected, you're allowing those who want to pursue that to pursue it and benefit from it. Whereas if you just want to play the game, you're going to get a bit of that content regardless, Um, but really you're opening a buffet and you can eat as much as you'd like. Uh, You don't have to, you don't have to get a full meal, Uh, but, but it's there as a resource and and a learning experience.
1: Yeah. And I, I do want to say, I, I think that's actually a better way to learn than the, a lot of these games that are, for example, just trivia games. Yep. Because for a lot of people, I mean, there are some people that genuinely, genuinely love trivia games, and that's like a subset, and those people, you know, they they have plenty of those, yeah. you know, but you, um, and these trivia games, like, a lot of people don't really enjoy them, so they don't really play them that often, you know, so if you have a game that's really fun, people want to pull out and play, it gets played more often, so which one's better, a game that sits on the shelf that supposedly has all this knowledge that you can glean from it but if yeah. you don't get it out and play it then uh then it's useless so i think first and foremost games have to be fun otherwise they don't get played yeah um and so i i think is it just a uh, if it's you're looking for the fun first and then people will are all along for the ride and then they get the the other stuff as yeah. they're playing
0: yeah yeah, I, I really like I like that. Now, when it comes to the content, right, the learning content that that you've incorporated, uh, how much of it do you go into it? So, when you're designing the game, how much do you balance kind of, kind of the strategy of it with the learning experience? And how how does that all work in together? The
1: you're saying the strategy versus the educational part,
0: right? Right. Okay.
1: Um. So, I I guess my first focus is making sure that it's a good strategy game, but I want it to make sure that 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 it, well, it's a, I, I say each game is a little bit different. So, like with portals and profits, with the board that you're traveling around. I mean, I, I, it was very important to me to make sure that, like, the locations were accurate, that yeah. the events were, you know, as accurate as possible, like, when they happened. Um, trying to figure out, like, which events should be included, which ones shouldn't, because there was some that, like, you know, probably the main reason they are in there is just is for the game purposes. It's like, well, we really need another event to happen in this lo- area of the board. Yeah. You know, to kind of balance it out. But then are other ones are other ones where you're like, you know, yes, we have a gazillion locations already in Jerusalem, but this one's also very important right? just from a biblical point of view. So it needs to be in there, too. So yeah. there is a little bit of a balancing in that respect. Um, and I guess it's a little bit like that with everything. I mean, like with the parable game, you might have a cool game mechanic, but if you can't make it fit with the parable then uh, I keep looking.
0: Right, right. And it seems like those little Easter eggs tie in with that underlying meaning. So again, you can play the game and figure out the mechanics of it. But as you eventually, through repetition, playing the game, you're going to say, ah, I I don't want to be there at first there. And, And you're linking the content with the game strategy. So I think just how those go hand in hand Uh, work really well. And again, with the card game, finding those connections, like this is one of the things that I talk most in Bible study, finding these connections that that the scripture is a whole body of truth. And to to see these connections is such a valuable thing in our Bible study. And so uh, in the book, Paul Bramson has gone to the effort to make these connections to show this and then you're you're simply relaying that through the card game, yeah, yeah, which i I, I think that's uh excellent. so uh at this point, uh, I think talking about different learning methods, you you've been talking about how this has been um, incorporating that fun aspect to it. Uh, I, I think that's um, interesting. You know, in education, it's what we call like a an anticipatory set, and this idea that if I can make people want to learn what I want to teach, it makes okay. my job infinitely more uh, easier. Uh, yeah. If if I make you want to learn, and, and so it is kind of with these games where you're saying. Um, Uh, here, here's a game you can play and have fun with. And then along with it, you have that content, you know, something exciting ties in. Um, I think, I think with uh, some other examples, when you're coming into like a Bible study method, um, one of the things that uh, we do uh, down here in Mississippi is we have the text you know, we're going through Mark right now and we've got the text printed out yeah. for them and little activities to do. One of them is like finding connections. How does this link with last week's passage? Mm-hmm. What other passages do you know about? How does this connect to you? How does this connect to the world around you? And these are, they're, they're little activities, but at the end of the lesson, sometimes I sit there and think, well, you know, we never got to this. I never got to teach this. But that's the point. The the really the focus of that Bible study is not for me to teach everything I've ever heard about this passage. The focus is for them to actually study the passage. Yeah. For everyone there to make their own connections, for them to do uh, you know, ask their own questions, uh to identify the repeated words to those sorts of things. So when it comes to these alternative teaching styles, it's very, it's more rare. You know, when when we're talking about teaching Bible content, yeah. a lot of times uh, we're used to kind of a direct instruction, you know, a sermon, someone yeah. stands up there and they teach. And I think that's great for certain things. I think it's the best for certain things. Like if right. I want to do the overview of Romans to do it the way we do in the Bible study is going to take us months, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but for someone who's studied it for years of their life and to get up and present that, it can be enormously helpful. But uh, these other ways, like you're presenting with this these games, I think is so valuable because it's not always the best to just have a you know, a talking head.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they probably have done studies to show how effective different methods are in conveying information. Um, but I feel like even without a study, just intuitively, you'd yeah. be like, okay, you know, I know at least for me, um, and, and I know there's different types of learners, the way people learn too. Like I, I, I do learn more from doing something than hearing something. I, I'm probably more visual that like seeing something is better than just hearing something as well. So there's there's different learning styles. Uh, I mean, there's different methods that work better for different people, but I would say there's some, some things, information if you wanna convey it for just about anybody, it'd be better to do it uh, more of a hands-on way than just a lecture um, style.
0: But yeah. yeah, and again, like if you if you're doing a skill, something like how to counsel someone or how to visit someone, you know, vi- this this idea of visitation, very good right. biblical skill. Um, yeah, you, there are probably things you need to do in lecture format, you know, teaching. I've been to seminars right. about visitation, um, some very helpful ones. But if I don't ever go visit someone, right, and I don't yeah. actually see someone do it and model it for me where I can learn that way, I, I don't think it's gonna be as effective. And well, so I think-
1: uh, Imagine if you learned that a doctor had only just been to yeah. a
0: lecture, <laughs> you know? Exactly, you're like, yeah. yeah. Not sure if
1: you want them uh, operating on you, but- No, you know.
0: yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So I, I think it's great you're exploring these different modes, these different avenues for instruction. And again, I like how you balance the two where Where you're working with specific content, you want the cities accurate, you want the parables accurate, and the meanings of the parables accurate, but then you're balanced it with an enjoyable experience that will keep the person coming back over and over uh to play the game right yeah, good um so what do you think? are the biggest benefits to it not being a formal setting we've been talking about this kind of the more direct instruction right. of of how, how people teach but this is far from that you know you're yeah. sitting around the table maybe with friends maybe with family um what do you see as as the biggest benefits of that uh with these games
1: i think that I think it does help with remembering what you do learn too. I I think I do think by going through doing some kind of action, like a little more, more proactive. Um, like you when you, like in the portals and prophets, you're like, I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm going to play, you know, Jesus, you know, Jesus is crucified or whatever. You know, like I'm going to play this event card. And I, I'm going there. Oh, you feel like you're, yeah. You don't feel like you just took a track necessarily, but um, it is like it's a little bit more hands-on. So I I do think that it helps with the retention a little bit.
0: Um, I mean, even just when, even just traveling from north to south, you know, if I'm in Bethesda yeah. and I'm moving to Jerusalem, I, I'm by moving my little game piece, I'm yeah. I'm making that track. Yeah.
1: And it, it really does feel like wow, it's quite a journey. I just I just right.
0: spent,
1: you know, two whole turns trying to get up there. Right. Know? Yeah. Unless you happen to be on a portal, because it is called Portals and Prophets, and you can jump in a portal and hop, teleport to the the north.
0: Right. And, you know,
1: but that's a little exciting.
0: bit of uh traveling like Philip the Evangelist there. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Traveling in the spirit. That's what I should have called it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Missed opportunities. Maybe the the second the next edition, Yeah. can think that. Yeah. Well, I also think that one benefit of these games is it does introduce um, some of these things to people that might not be introduced to them otherwise. Yeah. Because I mean, there's some, there's a lot of people that will play a game that won't necessarily sit through a lecture on, you know, on this topic. Yeah. Um, or maybe isn't even really interested in spiritual things
0: that much. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, e- Even, you know, you might have a, a group that does games every week, you know, yeah. you get together, play these games. And I, hey, one day you're playing sequence, one day you're playing Quarkle, whatever, and then you play a portals and profits. And right. so it, it doesn't need to be like, every week but hey you know that wasn't actually a a a fun game you know and 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 so introducing them to those components and and again those connections that even if you're not trying to learn them because of their accuracy they they are integrated with it i really like the idea of and i think just as a whole a lot of people have gotten away you know game night's have been around for almost a hundred years where like this idea of the board games, you know, really got popular in America in like the twenties and um, twenties, thirties and so, yeah, right. When you couldn't go and do something else and you'd have a, you know, a little game night.
1: Play Monopoly and feel wealthy.
0: Right, that's right, that's right. And so here you have that opportunity, I think with these little devices, everyone carries around they 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 everyone disappears into their own little worlds right. and gathering the family around playing some games uh, i think it's a good way to introduce some of these concepts uh you know growing up we used to play um certain again typically they were more like bible trivia or they were bible versions of other games uh right. like bible categories or something like that yeah.
1: Or Bible, apples to apples, where you had the card that said God. It was like a Trump card.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, then you're
1: like, well, you better pick my card. Because you I have better.
0: Card yeah. For it. Yeah. <laughs> that, like that sort of thing, just um, introducing these concepts, learning these concepts from a younger age, so that when you are growing up and you're reading the Bible and it talks about they went to Hebron, I know where that is. I know what other events happened there. I know the connection and where it where it is geographically and, and you kind of have that sense built in even from a younger age.
1: Yeah, that's actually one thing I do really like about the Portals and Prophets is seeing the different events that happen in the same location. You're like, what whoa, I didn't realize, you know, that all this stuff happened in Jezreel, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. Uh a lot of times that's missed in our Bible study. But there are a lot of times where those connections, if we say, oh, well, what else happened here, right? right. So if if you look at Joppa, right? This is yeah. where uh, Paul gets the vision to go out to the um, Gentiles. It's mm-hmm. also the place where uh, the lumber was shipped in. but But for the temple, right, the Gentile lumber uh, to mix with the jewish stone to make the temple yeah it's also where jonah yeah um, he was told to go to the gentiles in nineveh and instead he ran away so you have all these these connections with the gentiles there the gentile yeah, lumber with the gentile or the, with the jewish stone to make the temple picture we, we see the church there and then you've got the the prophet who refused to go to the gentiles and then the apostle who who went to the gentiles after. so when when you look at those events you can kind of make those connections just by themselves which is quite a fascinating little study
1: yeah and i think that if you're able to make a connection on your own you're going to remember it better than if someone else makes it for you if you feel like you're you're the one that discovered it the truth you know yeah that that's why i think when uh you hear like preachers they talk about how no one probably got more out of the message message than they did you know because they're the ones that made all the connections yeah when they preach it they're telling you the connections they made you know
0: yeah 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 now how much just a side note how much time do you devote to these is this kind of this is kind of a side job you kind of pick at in your spare time
1: this is is my full time i i make no money any other way Uh, no, I, yeah, it's just, it's basically just once all my, uh, obligations are taken care of, it's one of my things I do to just kind of, I find it relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a
0: great thing. I think more people need that, especially with talents (laughs) that they have skills, um, to find an area that benefits others, uh, spiritually. Uh, I, I think. There's a lack of that. I think a lot of people, they just kind of there's there's my job, and then they there's this and then there's this, and it's all compartmentalized. Right. right? And finding those areas where it it spills over and and the whole body is benefiting each other. And just right. and yeah. this, this where it's this is a skill, a talent that you have, something you enjoy. It's relaxing to you. it's beneficial to others, you know it's yeah. I, I think that's great,
1: yeah, it's yeah, mostly most of my free time is either game design or doing I still do some stuff with like rock, uh internationalist Paul and yeah. stuff, just little projects, yeah, but yeah
0: so yeah, I really like these resources um you know you say it's all fun and games but you know i like that there's this underlying meaning to it and and it actually helps you develops you but allows for that fun interaction with others yeah you know so uh last question i guess if someone's like wow these games sound pretty cool where can they find some Harmon games
1: yeah um Portals of Prophets is on amazon and probably um so King of Glory, it is um it was on Amazon and then Amazon decided to take it off. And so we're trying to figure out why that happened. But okay. it should be back on in like within the next couple of weeks. But okay. in the meantime, you can get that on the Rock International website.
0: It's still okay. available there. Okay. And we'll put links to both yeah. of those in, in the description. And then yeah. uh any idea with the parables, what uh, timeline with that one?
1: Yeah, I'm so I'm guessing the Usually for that one, I probably will. Uh, we will do a Kickstarter campaign for it to raise the funds uh, for that one. So that probably will be. I'm guessing that will probably be early next year. Would be my guess.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. good. Very good. So I'll make sure to put any links links needed for that. Uh, All right. But yeah, very very good resources, and I think just in general, this idea of of thinking outside of direct instruction uh i I think we need to do more of that um just in in churches in general um you know we get all creative at at the kids clubs the sunday schools and then once you turn you know however old it's like now we can just talk (laughs) to you (laughs) and and you'll learn everything you need to know everyone loves that yeah so i think you know just that these games they're not designed all for little kids they're designed for all ages yeah they're they're fun they're engaging um they're challenging and and uh, i i really like that focus yeah yeah so thanks uh for the for introducing us to those <laughs> no problem